Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Welcome in, gang, once again for another edition of the podcast. It's Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson. Thank you so much for tuning into the program as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Jude. And we're going to talk about some retirement savings basics. So we're just going to go a little 101 here on some of the types of accounts that we have and what's the purpose of some of these and what do we need to know, advantages, disadvantages, pros, cons, that kind of thing. What's going on, Jude? How are you, buddy? I'm doing excellent. Ready to rock and roll. Going to break this stuff down for us this week? Oh, man, we're going to have a good time. We're going to educate people. We're going to make a difference. I appreciate it. Well, good. Well, so let's jump in and talk about some of these things. Now, you may know a lot of this stuff already, folks, but we're just going to still offer kind of, again, this is kind of Retirement Savings Basics 101. Again, Retirement Savings Basics. All right. So we're going to talk about the savings aspect of this. So Jude, 401k. Well, let's call it the alphabet soup, right? The 401k, the 403b, the 457 the TSP, <laughs> they're, all, they're all the same, basically, right? But what, what are they? What are pros and cons? What's the purpose of these accounts? Well, a couple of quick things um, before I dive really deep in it, because I, I want clients and listeners and potential clients to, to, to get the most out of this episode. And I, we're going to talk about these accounts, and we're going to talk about the tax ramifications of these accounts. Because okay. many people yep. know what a 401k is. Sure. Many people know what a Roth is, but they don't understand really th- how they should be thinking about this in, in 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 the background of taxes. And since I said that, I also want to mention, of course, I know that we have the disclaimer at the beginning and the end of the podcast, but this is not tax advice. We're just making some observations and educating. There you go. So with that said, uh, let's talk about the 401k. When we're looking at a new client, we are talking about our buckets and we're talking about something we call our tax efficient funnels. Now, what are the tax efficient funnels? Well, I'm sure you've heard before investment advisors or financial planners talk about uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And they're usually referring to asset allocation and, and making sure your money is diversified. But nobody really talks about tax diversification. And tax diversification refers to what we commonly talk about is our tax efficient funnels. So I know you can't see me right now, but if you can imagine in your head, three funnels, the top of the funnel very wide, and then the funnel narrows, we've got our first funnel, which is pre-tax dollars. So money comes into the funnel and you haven't paid federal income tax on it. It goes into that funnel and it's completely sheltered from taxes while it's in that funnel. And then when that money comes out of the funnel years into the future, it's taxable at whatever current taxes are at that time. But the big benefit of that funnel is that most of the time you're getting a tax deduction for that funnel. That's why it's pre-tax dollars. And so going back to how we started, your 401ks, your IRAs, your 403Bs, all of those are pre-tax dollars. Now, one of the myths that I've heard people spout back to me is, shouldn't you always max out your 401k? Right, I, right. Have you, You've heard that one before. Oh, too, yeah. Haven't you? yeah. Yeah. Well, that depends. That's not always the right strategy for you, mainly because we strongly believe taxes are going to go up in the future. 
So we know that is a high likelihood in, in December of 2025, when the Tax Cut and Jobs Act ex- expires, that taxes will probably go up, high likelihood of that. Right. And we think that there's a high likelihood with our current deficit that taxes may have to increase 10, 20, 15 years into the future. So if you could imagine, you're, someone told you to put every dollar you could in your 401k, in your 403b, in your 457, and you were at the time when you were working at one tax bracket, but now that you're retired, your tax bracket is much higher and those dollars are coming out fully taxable at that higher tax bracket. How would that make you feel? Right. Yeah. And uh, and that's certainly one of the cons, right, currently to the 401k is that there's a chance that you're going to pay more in taxes when you pull that money out. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying funding the 401k or any pre-tax account is a bad thing. It just has to be balanced with, as we talked about before, tax diversification. Yeah. So remember I talked about the first funnel. The middle funnel is that funnel of post-tax dollars. You've paid federal income taxes on it. And now those monies are, are, are sitting in an investment account, or maybe you bought some real estate. When you sell that particular investment, that funnel, that particular investment is going to be taxed at capital gains rates. For most people, 15% uh, could be more depending on your income. But that's much less expensive than income tax rates depending on how much income that you make. Mm -hmm. So having some money in that middle funnel makes a lot of sense because you can control basically when you pay taxes on that and the taxes may be capped out at somewhere around 15%. Now, that doesn't have to do much with the retirement accounts that we're talking about today, but it's part of our three-funnel strategy. The third funnel goes back to some of the retirement accounts that we were talking about. And I think you you, you had mentioned uh Roths as part of the that too. Yeah, we're right? yeah, we're gonna get into that. Let me let me ask you one more follow-up question on the four oh one Ks and the traditionals here. Um and I think pro would be it helps you lower your taxable income amount, right? That's kind right. of a pro for people when they think about that. And they have high uh, contribution limits, right? So typically you can put a lot in. I think currently if you're over 50 for the current year of 23, you can put 30000 into a 401k, for example. I think it's Isn't 20, that amazing? Yeah, I think it's twenty two five, and then with the catch-up contributions if you're over the age of 50. So those are some pros, right? But then, yeah, to your point, some of the cons are, well, it could be, it could be a tax problem, tax time bomb a little later on. So then with that said, let's move to the IRAs. Um, and we can you can talk about traditionals and Roths because same kind of thing. The traditional is going to work a little bit more like the four hundred one k, whereas the Roth is going to be the you know pay the tax now and and save on the taxes later. Yeah, so the IRA is very similar to the four hundred one k, except the contribution limits are going to be much less. Right. Uh, the individual retirement account, and um, depending on how you're set up. One of the things that I like to talk to people about is when are you planning on retiring? And and if you're retiring early, there's some real disadvantage to contributing to an IRA versus a 401k, but not everybody has access to a 401k. Let me give you just one example. In a 401k, two big differences that you don't have in an IRA. In a 401k, if you're still working for your company, you can borrow money from your 401k. 
And as long as you pay that money back within five years, that's not a taxable event. You cannot borrow money from an IRA. And the second thing that's a big difference is if you are working for a company and have a 401k or 403b and they have in their plan document, which is basically the Bible of how they run the plan, you could possibly take money out of your 401k at age 55 and avoid the the early retirement penalty taking money out before 59 and a half. And most people don't know that that rule exists. So IRAs are great. You get very similar tax deduction depending on your income as a 401k. And those are just two to kind of give you some understanding of, of the difference. Yeah. And now a traditional IRA or even a Roth, right? So that's not going to lower, just again, to kind of reiterate, it's not going to lower your taxable income, correct? Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, and of course, the Roth, obviously, they're super powerful right now because of the tax rates. That's the big conversation. But we would be remiss if we didn't mention that more companies now, Jude, are offering a 401k Roth to go ahead and add one more wrinkle to this. And that's a really great tool. It's almost like the kind of the best of both worlds in some respects. It's kind of the merger of the, of the two different kinds of uh, styles. So if that's available to you, it may be worth having a conversation with your advisor if that's the right fit. Absolutely. Because those people who make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA, right. there's no income limit on contributing to a Roth 401k. 401k. Yep. So yep. you can be Elon Musk and contribute <laughs> to a Roth 401k. Yeah. And that that's a, a tremendous advantage that we use when we're doing our, our, our planning for the future. Yeah, they've been around since 2006, the Roth 401k, but just now becoming a lot more popular. And the Secure Act 2.0, it's made quite a few changes to help bring uh, plans in line with each other and do a lot more on the Roth side of things. So, And we did a podcast on that not too long ago, if you want to check that out as well, folks, a couple of weeks back. Uh, go listen to that one on some of the things in the Secure Act 2.0. But let's continue on with today's basics. Uh, what's a simple IRA or a SEP? Yeah, so for those small business owners out there that want to have a retirement account, they don't want to have uh, the complications and the heavy lifting of a 401k because a 401k has several rules and is guided by something we call ERISA. And those dictate the rules on how the 401k is to be managed and, and used. A simpler way to go about it is using what's called a simple IRA or a SEP. These are primarily for small business owners. And this, the simple IRA is kind of a baby 401k, if you will. The contribution limits are lower, but it doesn't have uh, some of the complications of a 401k. For instance, you don't need a TPA, a third-party administrator. Same with a SEP. We see a lot of SEPs for small businesses that have one or maybe two people at the most in, in the company. The SEPs are even are, is even more simple than the simple IRA, if you could, if I could say that. Uh, but those again are for small business owners that want to contribute to a retirement plan. Okay, so that yeah, typically we see that it's just lower thresholds, a little less uh, management hoops to jump through, and that's again why their simple IRAs and SEPs could be a good tool for a small business. All right, this one's the next one is really important, Jude. I think because they're they've also been gaining in popularity. Uh, but explain the differences and some of the thoughts and powers behind HSAs and FSAs. You're 100% correct. I'm gaining in a lot of popularity. And what most people don't know about a 
HSA and FSA, <laughs> the contributions that you that you make, obviously those are tax sheltered. And if you use them for medical purposes, are uh, the withdrawals are tax free? Yeah. But one of the strategies that that we often talk to our clients about is not taking a distribution, contributing to these accounts, but not taking a distribution because in the future, if you build that account up, you can also take money out of that account equal to dollars that you spent for medical purposes in the past. So let's say I had an operation and my deductible was $10,000. I had it this year in, in 2023. Well, I when I retire in 2035, if I want to pull $10,000 out of my HSA, as long as I have that equivalent receipt for when I spent money uh, in the past, I can pull that money out and use it for any purpose. So that's a real powerful strategy that sometimes really helps our clients in increasing the tax-free dollars that they have available. Yeah. So the flexible spending account, the FSA, uh, and then the health savings account, a couple of big things here, Jude, is you know the HSA certainly can offer, they, you might have even heard it called a Roth on steroids, yeah. The HSA, they're very, very becoming more popular because it's kind of triple tax advantaged, right? Because uh, there's there's no money taxes going in on the growth and when you take it out. But it has to be towards medical expenses. And they typically, the HSA typically has fairly high, they're typically attached to high deductible plans, correct? Yep. And so it's it's not for everybody. If you've got a pretty generous health insurance at work, the, the HSA is not is not for you. Yeah. So it's certainly something to have a conversation about with uh, your financial professional to see if it's, uh, you know, something that will work to your advantage or not. The last ones I have on the list here are, I guess, more products, I suppose. I mean, I guess they're all technically products, but not really. I, I think there's a little kind of a misnomer in there. But things like an annuity, for example, or CDs, there's still some retirement savings types of accounts, but they are certainly different than the other ones. And so just talk a little bit about some differences there, some pros and cons. Yeah. And depending on who you read and annuity is the best thing since sliced bread or it is the devil. <laughs> and, right. and I don't think it's either or. It depends on how you use the annuity. Annuity is, is, is a, a product sold by an insurance uh, company. Think of Social Security like a big annuity. Money goes in and at some point in time, you can have guaranteed income for the future through that annuity. And that money that goes in is also tax sheltered. The money that comes out is partially taxable because some of that money that you paid in, you had already paid taxes on. And so when that money comes out, part of the money is a return of the money that you put in. Mm -hmm. Part of it is what you've gained and that part is taxable. And so again, it's not whether it's a whether it's a good or bad product, it's how it's to be used. Same with CDs and, and dividend paying stocks. It has to be incorporated in a holistic plan. And so kind of going back to those funnels, when we look at a client, we're looking at creating the three buckets for how your money is to be invested and each purpose and time frame for those dollars. But we're also looking at our tax-efficient funnels to see how to give a client tax diversification. We talked about the 401k is pre-tax dollars, comes out fully taxable. We talked about investment accounts like a CD or dividend-paying stock. If you sell those for a gain in the future, you're going to pay capital gains tax. And then we mentioned Ross, but we didn't say that third funnel 
is the tax advantage funnel. Mm. These are dollars that you put away. Uh, you've paid federal income tax. They're tax sheltered while it stays in the funnel, but the money comes out tax free. Just like what we talked about with the Roth and the Roth 401k and that HSA strategy that we talked about. So I, I want to round the discussion by saying all of these retirement accounts and these products have some benefits and they have some disadvantage. It's about creating a recipe that's right for you and putting the right ingredients that make sense in each one of the funnels and using the right ingredients for your particular situation. And along the path, Jude, you may change, right? You may you may change what you're in. You may be in a 401k for a while, and then eventually you may wind up, you know, pulling that stuff out and moving over to a Roth and so on and so forth. You may use some of these different things. You may have multiples, right? So it's about finding the right thing uh, for whatever situation that you're in. But we, we, wanted, we wanted to kind of do this just kind of a 101 kind of a, you know, look at what they are with some pros and cons and ways to think about some of these retirement savings basics. So that's going to do it this week for the podcast. Thanks as always for hanging out. Don't forget to subscribe to us to catch new episodes as well as to check out past episodes. Uh, from time to time, we have guests on the show. So lots of different things going on here on the podcast. So reach out to him if you've got questions, if you need some help. You can find Jude and his team online at CentrustFS.com. That's CentrustFS.com. Uh, and there's lots of good tools, tips, and resources there. You can uh, get on, you know, get in contact. You can book some time with them. You can subscribe to the podcast at PlanWise Retire Free on whatever app you like using. And we'll see you next time. Jude, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Thank you. This was fun. I always appreciate chatting with you, and I will see you next time here on the show. We'll catch you on later on on PlanWise Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.